Greetings, dear ones. I'm Crying of Magnetic Service. And so it is again that the energy in the room presses upon you. In the moment that I was gone, the energy has increased and developed awareness is more open. Hearts are more palatable. They're malleable. I want my, my partner to use the right word that I see. They are soft. And what has happened in the last few moments since I said the words that would close a, a mini channel is a consciousness shift in the room. And there are those now ready to hear what they came for. I am so aware, dear one, of who is here. For the message is about the recalibration of self. And the message is one that asks the listener and the reader to go beyond that which they would consider as what I would call survival reality. To move into the potential possibilities of things that are real but that have no structural proof. And what I mean by structural proof is that they are not three-dimensional attributes that you understand. And I'm asking this because that is what is required for a recalibration of that which is personal, the very self-core, which is you. And in review, I will say that the channel tonight then complements the one from last night. And it will be succinct within itself and complete. However, if you will to listen to them as a pair, one before the other, in the sequence they were presented, it will be more complete. And so with this said, I will give a review of last night that will be then quick. Energy on the planet is what is shifting. But you cannot even define energy. We said before, if we ask you what energy was, most would see it in a wire. You do not think of energy as being that which emulates from or to the human being on a regular basis. It's usually something static you walk into or leave. The idea that the human is transmitting and receiving certain kinds of multidimensional energies all the time is not something that you were taught when you were a child. To come into that realization is to think that things are odd, spooky, weird, because you cannot assign any kind of attribute which is consistent and constant to any of it. Therefore, it is outside of the purview of what you would call that which makes sense and is formulated and empirical. And how are you going to get used to something that you don't understand? And that is what we're asking you to do. In addition, you have those things which restrict your belief or which are 
connected to human bias. And the one we have talked about last night and the night here is that balance on the planet inside you and your perception of dark and light. And we ask you to please understand that darkness has no intelligence. But you assign intelligence to all of these kinds of things because they are not empirical. And when you feel resistance, you assign an entity to it. Not understanding that it might simply be the way things work. Again, we defined light and dark. Again, we wanted you to understand that you are a light worker and that light has an active attribute and darkness does not as defined. Darkness is the absence of light. But the balances is something you could understand. If we told you there was going to be a new balance of dark and light, you'd say, I understand. If I told you that light was going to change and darkness was going to change, you'd say, what does that mean? But it is. Human being, why are you so interested in creating attributes that are personal when it comes to physics? If you put your hand in an invisible place and you felt something push back, chills would run down your spine and you'd say, who is that? Let me ask you something. When you jump up in the air and it pushes you down, do you get chills down your back and say, who is that? And you don't, and that's because you grew up with gravity. It's the biggest pusher of all. You didn't assign an entity to it, did you? When you have magnetics at their best in a static situation in a laboratory and you're working with the power of the positive and the negatives in repelling and pushing, You're looking at something that pushes and pulls. And have you assigned names to that? Only the ignorant natives might have done that, not understanding what it was at the atomic level. You have atoms that are missing parts. And those atoms look to other atoms that have those parts. They're constantly, through a process of unequalness, trying to balance. This is physics. It's energy. And they attach themselves to find atomic structure of the parts that are missing. That's magnetism. And I'm going to tell you the truth, dear ones. There's no negative entity in there with tails and a horn. Or horns and a tail. That was a crying joke. <laughs> We're trying to show you something that should be so obvious to you. If you haven't experienced it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so there are things that push and pull that you cannot see, that you believe are entities. Enter dark and light. 
Multidimensionality in systems on the planet of balance, much like magnetics, are always in play. And one of the attributes we told you was changing was one of the most esoteric of all, and that was the crystalline grid. The crystalline grid at the moment does not remember things linearly. If things happen that are negative, it remembers them with a higher power quotient than things which are positive. And therefore, when you walk on former battlefields, you feel it. And that's going to change. As the energy shifts, the crystalline grid, even in past remembrances, shift. What you do today rewrites how the crystalline grid remembered it yesterday. And here you are with the axiom that I've given you before that what you do in the future changes the past. For the crystalline grid is becoming less linear than it used to be. And it's going to start remembering things far differently than it used to be. To such an extent that a light worker standing in a battlefield will forever erase what happened in battle. And we have told you to expect this. That you are rewriting self-worth. And it's hard. Last night we left with this. That the idea was for you to understand more about the push-pull of dark and light and what may very well happen next and try your very best. Do not assign an entity to it. Darkness is stupid. It has no intelligence. It is simply part of a system that wants to survive for balance like so many other systems on the planet, even the ones at the atomic level. They're designed to survive for balance. When you start to rewrite the system, you will have that which is dark and light start to change its attributes. And what I'm trying to tell you is, light worker, that dark is going to resist and start to push back harder for survival. And you're going to go right to that place where it says the dark side is getting me today. Not understanding that you're dealing with a force, not an intelligence. And I will tell you yet again something that many still don't understand. If you're in the light, you can trick the dark. Because <laughs> you can see and it cannot. That is the secret, dear one. And yet the dark is going to come forward in its balance trick in a multi-dimensional way to try to snuff out the light. Oh, dear ones, the light is coming. What's happened to you today? Can you feel it? You're going to leave differently than you came. Can you feel it? I can. I know who's here. I know what's happened. I know what's happened. The third language 
which is a consciousness of communication way above anything my partner did today has visited you in this room and that's what he was talking about he knew that was eminent and it doesn't always happen touching those with truth helping those to understand perhaps a little more why they're here I'm gonna talk about that even solving some problems Now that's energy. That's a multi-dimensional energy you did not expect. Touching you in areas that you cannot explain. But your wisdom factor gets bigger. Light workers have the advantage. You're about to plant seeds of peace on earth. And in the process, an old balance of light and dark will be interrupted. Eventually, like some of the other planets we have discussed, the dark will diminish to a place where there will be no more war. Countries will continue to have disagreements. There will be things to work out. But there will be no more war. We have told you that you will look back on the time before 2012 eventually I have no clock I cannot tell you when that will be but I can promise you this that humans will look backwards to today and say you were barbaric and of course that will be you looking back <laughs> that's how different it can be we talked about the bridge of swords we talked about a battle coming this is it you're in it the swords are metaphoric for celebration you walk through a bridge of swords during marriages and celebrations in military and not spirit puts them and crosses them in battle before you and you walk underneath them light worker on your way to the battlefield of a realignment of self But it isn't going to be easy. So let us describe in this short time what we did not talk about yesterday. Let us itemize some of the things that the dark in its darkness will bring to you to look at. And if you know it's coming, you can conquer it. What do you think darkness would do that would quench your light? Now, although it is not intelligent, as we discussed last night, if a human takes it and wishes to work with it, the human adds a consciousness of evil on purpose. Therefore, it's darkness that is enhanced by other humans who wish to keep it alive. Darkness by itself is innate. Darkness with the help of a human being's consciousness is evil. It helps to explain the power of those processes 
which human beings have had where they conjure up that which seems to be demonic gives credibility to that which is voodoo and must marry to a belief system of those who are afraid so it is complex you're not fighting an entity but in a way you are also fighting other humans now you expected that did you not there will be an element of human nature that will fight the light but they're still in the dark what is it that dark energy could do to quench your light because that's what you can expect so let's study it light is diminished if not extinguished totally by fear if there's anything that darkness knows with the help of intelligent human beings that's not an oxymoron if you study what I just told you it knows that if you are afraid it won in physics in nature all through the planet change is resisted if change is inevitable there are certain things within the system that will fight to the death to keep things the same this is what you are facing an old paradigm that wants to remain in human terms sometimes it will be greed power comfortability with the way things used to be and all of that is going away so the darkness is almost like a reservoir for those who wish to create a system that used to be and they will not survive and they will not win but you are the light worker planting the seeds here's what to expect <clears throat> if they can make you afraid they'll win now those who are listening those who are reading those in the room you might say I am not afraid cry on I have the love of God in my heart I am not afraid I'm not even afraid to die I know about the circle of life I know about the love of God and I am not afraid and here's what I'm going to tell you you might be because the dark with the aid of other human beings knows your Achilles heel light worker and it's not what you think what would you be afraid of really I will say it again light workers have an attribute you wouldn't expect lack of self-worth you've been beat up I said it before I said it last night many of you have come in not even knowing what was going to happen this time but the potential was there that you would hit this marker and move past it 
and you have. But oh, how many lifetimes did they sacrifice you because you were strange or had power or could see colors or worse, could heal people? So you come into this lifetime powerful in light and weak in worth. And you know it. And so what is it you would be afraid of? I'll tell you. Number one, <laughs> are you really correct? Is this really happening? Or are you a fool who have grasped on to the nothingness, the emptiness of the new age and lived your life in frustration and foolishness. And you will say, I am not afraid of that because I know I am right. I feel it in my heart. I have the love of God. And I'm going to tell you there will be things that may make you ask the question. And if you even start to ask the question, that is a seed of doubt. And on your deathbed, and not until then, you'll never know. You see where I'm going with this, dear ones? Because this darkness, which is not intelligent, knows about light and dark. It knows what you're afraid of. It can't see you. And you can dance around it and move around it, but it can't see you, but can make you afraid. Afraid whether you have it right. And then there's the minutia of rightness. You were trained in a three-dimensional world with three-dimensional spirituality, and they told you over and over, if you don't do this right, you're going to fail. You might even go to hell. And so it may occur to you, you've been doing it wrong. And in doing it wrong, you've displeased God, or worse, you're not fulfilling the purpose that you came for. And you use the word contract. Let somebody come along who looks like a light worker and tell you you failed, you haven't pleased God, and you're not fulfilling your contract, and you will go down. Because you will hear them and they will appear to be one thing and they're not. They'll be representatives of the dark. This is the war that we spoke of. It's the war of belief. Light and dark is clashing in a multidimensional way, in a back and forth way that you didn't expect and it's not as simple as not being afraid. Dark will trick you. If you let it, dark will come along and say, well, have you found your life's purpose yet? And most of the light workers in the room will say, not really. But I know I will someday. And the darkness will say, it's too late. For you failed God and you failed yourself and you'll never do the things you came for. And darkness is so 3D. 
I want you to watch for this, dear wives, for this is how you're going to know what is dark and what is not. If darkness tells you you failed, that is not the light. If anyone on this planet stands in front of you and says you haven't found your contract and when are you going to get with it spiritually, that's not the light. And I will give you the truth. And the truth is something that I have given over and over. Light workers are here to stand and show their light, not to do things. You were born on the planet to walk from A to B, to have compassion for other human beings and to show the family what love is, to show the workers around you what love is, to be gentle in your countenance and act like a master, not to write a book or build a healing center or do any of the other things that you've been told you might be doing. Did you hear me? Being here is what you came for. And we celebrate this light. And as long as you walk on the earth and understand this, darkness cannot touch you. For you can't be afraid of things that are not right. You've made the rules. Don't let them tell you what the rules are. Afraid of having failed God. Afraid you didn't fulfill your contract. Let me give you a concept if you haven't heard it before. If you want to have a contract, fine. If you've been told that you have a contract, fine. But it's in invisible ink. <laughs> and you say, no, it isn't because I wrote it and I remember what it's supposed to be. And I'll tell you, well, it disappeared last night. And that means you can rewrite it tomorrow morning. How about that? And the dark is going to come and say, ha-ha, oh, no, you had a contract to come in and suffer. Don't you know that? You know that you're never going to have a day where you're never going to make it. Things are going to get better and you're going to be swatted down again because you came to suffer. Has anybody told you that? Yes. And I want to tell you, meet the darkness. For that's the battle. Your self-worth is your Achilles heel. Old soul. What are you going to do about it? I want you to understand that there is a process available. When you start rewriting that part of your DNA, not living another 18 or 19 lifetimes until you feel better, but you do it now. I want you to envision that which is perfect in you which is the love of God in you at its perfection and I want you to claim it see the light a different color and walk from this place capturing something you never thought you'd have because you're gonna need it briefly I would like to tell you some things that may happen that are gonna make you afraid the potentials are afoot for the darkness to work the puzzle in ways you might not expect just when you think you are working for a better peace on the planet, there may be a small war. And what are you going to do with that? Are you going to throw up your hands and say, I knew I was wrong? <laughs> Darkness won? Or are you going to look at it and say, I see the deception. Humans are simply being humans. It's not going to last long. And it's going to be intolerable to those around it who didn't create it. <laughs> you 
intolerable. I want to tell you the young people of this earth do not want war. They do not want war anywhere. And if it occurs, it's going to be the elders who did it. And the young people are going to slap them down for it. But in the meantime, you're going to look at it and go, what's happening? I thought things were going to get better. What's one of the worst things that could take place that would make you doubt? And I will tell you what to look forward to and what to expect. is something you didn't think could happen, a split in the new age. You might have to make a decision. Or not. I encourage you not to participate in a split of any kind. If you have a consciousness which has no boxes to get in, how can it split? If you have a consciousness where there is no membership or doctrine, how can it split? <laughs> and yet there will be those who say, well, the processes are the processes and you're not doing the right thing. Therefore, we cast you away. You're no longer a light worker. Welcome to the human being who always takes divine things, puts their own spin on it, and gets into their own box and calls you wrong. And what are you going to do with that? In your own backyard with people perhaps you love, what are you going to do with that? And I want to tell you what you should do with that. Here comes a should. It's the same should I gave you before once. It's the only should that crying is ever going to give any human being. And that is you should capture that which is the love of God and don't let go. Don't let the intellect trick you into thinking you got to go one way or the other. If you hold the master's energy, nothing can touch you. Let them go and be and do. Meanwhile, you're going to plant seeds on the planet. That's why you came. There'll be conspiracies. Not really. Not really. But they'll tell you there are. And they will be believable. And they will be ugly. Darkness loves this. For conspiracies love the dark. And they function so well. Because nobody knows if they're real. And so that's what darkness will plant. Conspiracy theories you haven't even heard yet. And there will be a lot of them. Recognize them when they show up. Know that they are not from the light. Know that they are not accurate. Recognize them and cast them away. Do not support them. You do not have to argue with anybody who comes forward with it. You can see the love of God in your life and see God in them. And that's all you have to see. And you move forward planting the seeds of light on the earth. Can you imagine what the masters of the planet went through? Who confronted them with what? The things that have not been written down. The difficulties with humanism can you imagine and do you know what they did with it nothing they didn't have to they were above it all of it those conspiring against them 
trying to get signatures here and those kinds of things there. They were above it. They moved forward and put their light where it should be. The master said the difference between then and now is that the earth is ripe and ready and that the seeds you plant will grow and they'll grow fast. The seeds are compassion. They are understanding. They are love. And they are, listen, good health. How do you feel about that? Lightworker, you didn't come all this way. So you die early. That's not in the contract. <laughs> Maybe the old contract you think you had or somebody told you you had or the one that you made up. That's not the love of God. We want you to stick around. Make this life as long as you can make it in good health and productive. There are things before you which will actually use you. There are processes before you you all will be able to look at that become multidimensional. Apart from that which is recognized which literally will keep you alive. Because the cellular structure that say which is innate in your body is multidimensional and will cooperate with consciousness if it's pure. This is not a frightening message. And you know why? Because darkness doesn't have a chance. I tell you these things mainly for those who are reading and listening in other places. Who may not have that which you have, which is the multiplicity of lifetimes and wisdom placed upon you in this room. Those here in the chairs know better. Some of you have fought the battle already. Some of you know exactly what I speak of. Look for these things which I have given you today as proof that what I bring you is true and real. The potentials are there. Darkness, it doesn't have a chance. The humans who will then use the darkness will realize after a while it doesn't work. Watch for this as well. There will be those who try to recreate race war. <laughs> and what might have worked 40, 50 years ago is going to fall on its face because no one will join. They'll be shocked. No one wants to cooperate. They'll be surprised. These are the kind of things we talk about for you to watch for. Those who are interested in creating things from the past that worked for them, which were negative and ugly, won't work. I'll mention the T word, terrorism. There'll come a day, dear ones, when the few terrorists who are left will not be able to recruit anybody. <laughs> because there'll be an acknowledgement, even within their own circles, it doesn't work. 
and slowly the humans who would then use the dark will pass. Then darkness is truly stupid and innate and slowly you'll see a planet that changes consciousness and the seeds that you planted in the love and the compassion of God without fear will bloom and grow. And yes, you'll be here to see it. And that may be another cryon joke. <laughs> do not, do not fear death. All of you are scheduled for return. All of you, every one in the room. I speak to the room. You can hardly wait to get back. Let me point it this way. You're going to plant seeds and walk away and wonder whether they ever grow? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to go through all this trouble of hundreds of lifetimes to get to this place where the energy is cooperating with you or the actual fields are fallow? Or not? You don't know. You won't know unless you come back and watch them grow or not. Oh, they will. But you don't really know, do you? And I'm going to tell you because I'm meeting them every day. The light workers who are passing are standing in line. I'm next, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. Because they know they're coming back. And when they awaken, they will awaken with the knowledge of a new energy because the new energy promotes this. You're not going to have to go through what you did before. You're not going to come in stupid and then wonder if you're going to wake up and go through a couple of lifetimes and say, well, I didn't. As a young child, shortly after you realize who you are, you're going to start having the visions truly of what you've done, and you're going to turn to this compassionate way. There'll be eight and nine-year-olds who you can look in their eyes and they'll say, they've awakened way too early. They know who they are. You think an indigo is a handful? Wait till you see what they are. Little shamans working around walking around. Difficult. You don't know what to do with them. Little monks. <laughs> it's a whole other system we have never even described. Ask a Pleiadian. He'll tell you what it was like. She'll tell you what it's like. What I'm telling you is that when you come back, dear ones, it's not going to be the way it was this time. All of the knowledge you learned this time will be available instantly with free choice. And you will walk wise even before you're 20. Wouldn't you like that? You won't make the same mistakes. You're not going to have to learn through relationships that don't work what works. Because you come in knowing what works. How about that? You'll come in with the ability of facing off with another human being and knowing whether they have integrity or not. So you won't like a, make a mistake and have betrayal. How about that? And I'll tell you what you're going to be looking for. You're everywhere you go, you're going to be looking for you. The seeds that you planted, you want to check them out. And I'm not going to explain that just to say that you'll know that they're growing. And the earth will be a little lighter for it. And there will be more compassion for it. And there'll come a time 
when you'll look at it and go, I did this. And your self-worth will soar in a way that's appropriate, not the ego, but the God self. And you will say, it is well with my soul. And you'll know why you're here. So go and do it. I'm crying in love with humanity, and so it is.